Welcome to the Sons of Technology Clubhouse. Ditch your fear at the door, take a risk, and enjoy the ride with your hosts, Joe Marquez and Kyle Anderson. Welcome, everybody, to another fantastic episode of the podcast by the Sons of Technology. And today is a very, very special episode. Kyle, why is today a very special episode? Can you tell us a little bit? Well, it may not be the exact date. I don't, I'd have to look at a calendar, see what the exact date is. But uh, today we're celebrating the two year birthday of the Sons of Technology podcast. Two years, right? You know, and, and I, I have a two-year-old daughter. And so that's that's how I know it's it's right around that time because I went to Tech Rodeo, I think it was about a week and a half after my youngest daughter was born. And um, that's how, that reminds me of how, you know, as she grows, the Sons of Technology podcast grows as well. But it's, it's special because that's where our very first episode took place. We had a session on branding uh, and we had about 15 to 20 individuals in there and we actually recorded a podcast right then and there. So we thought, you know what? For our two-year anniversary, our two-year birthday, Tech Rodeo was happening virtually this year. Why not do another live episode? So that's exactly what we're doing. Live from the Tech Rodeo, Central Valley of California, Tech Rodeo 2021. Yeah, it's been, well, it's hard to believe it's been two years already and uh, 50 plus episodes. Uh, and I remember that session very well because uh, you said that you were going to bring the multi-mic set and we got to the room and you brought it with you, but then the microphones were not part of the set or so we thought. So then we ended up hooking up, I believe it was just my little uh, blue snowball mm-hmm. instead because I, I did not purchase the Yeti just yet. And uh, so we record that episode on that snowball and then we get done with it. And then we go to lunch. And then after lunch, you go, Hey, guess what I found? And you found the mics. They were in another part of your bag. And uh, so I don't know the, the sound quality on that episode. Uh, I have not gone back and listened to it now for almost two years, but uh, I can only imagine the sound quality not being great, but I do remember that episode being a lot of fun to do and again it was we had our short little 10 minute intro episode but that was our first real episode of the show but uh before we get any further though talking about tech rodeo 2021 uh, we should probably take a quick moment to introduce ourselves to anybody that may possibly be listening for the first time Yes, and if you are listening for the t- first time, welcome. Thank you so much for, for giving the Sons of Technology a shot. Uh, I'll go ahead and introduce myself first. My name is Joe Marquez. I'm the Director of Academic Innovation for Q uh, and former eighth grade science teacher from the Central Valley of California. And if you are on the Twitters, you can find me at Joe Marquez 70 And as always, my partner in innovation, Kyle Anderson. Kyle, please introduce yourself. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Joe. My name is Kyle Anderson. I am a special education teacher in Las Vegas, Nevada. And you can find me on Twitter at Anderson EdTech. Same thing with Instagram. I have a blog, AndersonEdTech.net that you can check out. And then I'm also the author of To the Edge, Successes and Failures Through Risk-Taking, a book that is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and through my publisher, EduMatch Publishing. And like you mentioned, we are at virtually Tech Rodeo 2021, an event that normally, quote unquote, in past years has been in various places around Tulare County, California, not far from uh, where you live. 
Yeah, you know, and and when I was outside doing my walk this morning, I, I looked out and it was super foggy. And I go, man, I, I, I am actually pretty happy that I'm not having to drive further into the country in this fog. And because Tech Roadie was virtual this year. Um, and and um, Kyle, you would have had to drive, uh, had to have dr driven what six hours? Yeah. So in the past, I um, the first time I ever did Tech Rodeo, I lived in Las Vegas, and you know that's a drive where you you got to go down 15, like you're going to go to L.A. and then at Barstow, cut over to Bakersfield on California 58 to hit 99 and up. I'm starting to sound like the Californian sketch on uh, <laughs> Saturday Night Live right now. You take the 58 to the 99, bro. But um. And then when I was in Reno, uh, it was uh, another one where I had to go take I-80 over to 99 to get down that way. Or actually, I think I, I drove a bunch of California highways coming out of the Sierra Nevada and ended up at, um, oh, what city did I end up in? Um, I can't remember now, but I ended up, I ended up like after all these California highways coming out of the mountains, I ended up on 99 south of Sacramento uh, to get to Tech Rodeo in the pass. So um, either way, it's about a six hour drive. And, uh, I've, I've done that drive most of the time after work on a Friday because I wasn't taking the day off. So not, not getting down to the central Valley until almost midnight and then being up at four 30 to help, uh, Adam and Kat set up the next day and then having that long day. But the, the one thing I'm going to miss after this one is the, uh, the meeting after the fact at Pita Kebab in Visalia. Yeah, you know, as as fun as conferences are, it's always the after, I guess you call it the after party, that, that truly makes it special because, you know, everybody's brains are on overload at a conference and it's just bursting at the seams. So being able to chat about what you've learned and what you've seen uh, and who you met uh, or continue to meet people is just a great feeling. And and I'll tell you, that's that's what a lot of people are saying about virtual conferences, Right. They're, they're getting a lot of great information. They're able to attend many because they're virtual and, and, and you don't have to drive anywhere. But after the fact, uh, not being able to uh, really celebrate with people face to face in that fashion, really, um, you know, it, it does bring me down a little bit, right? You know, you know uh, spring queue last year, we were ex all expecting at least the week before to be able to see each other and it, it turned into a virtual conference. Fall queue is the same way, and spring queue this year, 2021, is going to be virtual also. Um, so we just really want to get out of this pandemic so that we can see each other and celebrate one another uh, again. But there's a big but here. Um, we can still connect and learn in these virtual conferences. And, and there was a lot of connecting and learning today. Um, if, if you didn't go to the Tech Rodeo today, if you're listening... Eric Kurtz was here. Uh, he, you know, if you've never been to his blog, uh, Control Alt Achieve, it's an amazing resource for any educator that's out there. He was here showcasing some of the things that he does and, and his, his book at the Meet the Authors, which Kyle, you also presented in. Uh, Brent Cooley, uh, Brent Coley, your, uh, your doppelganger, uh, he was here to talk about his book and then also give uh, a, a, a great session after the fact there. So um, we're still able to see some of our favorite people just might not be the same way. What, what are your thoughts about that, Kyle? Yeah, absolutely. So it was very nice to see those that were here virtually. And I did recognize a few faces like your Eric Kurtz and your Brett Coley and then Lisa Nowakowski and Jeremiah Rush uh, were here. Uh, and, but, but the beautiful thing about it, even though we weren't able to see each other in person, 
we had, especially that meet the author session before we let attendees into the session, it was six to eight of us in there just joking and having a good time. And I've never met Eric Kurtz in person, but pretty much everybody else in the room I had met before in person. And it was almost like we had missed a beat. It, it was just, we were there having fun. We were joking uh, that one of the main jokes was how somebody made the comment about how great your skin looks and, and you, you shared your moisturizing routine, which I never expected to hear, which was to me quite hilarious. But, but going off of that though, too, is that the fact that we're talking about people from all over, mostly California and myself from Nevada, but Eric Kurtz lives in Ohio and he was able to be at tech rodeo basically for free. He didn't have to spend any money on a flight or a hotel or a rental car or anything. He basically was at his computer in his home office in Ohio. He even told us about how it's quite cold outside. And there was snow on the ground compared to what the Central Valley of California is right now. You mentioned the fog today and here in Las Vegas, it's a warm day for January. It's over 70 degrees here in Las Vegas today. But um, that's the beauty of these virtual conferences is that we're bringing people in from places that normally wouldn't have been there. I, I believe I heard in one of the sessions too that somebody, one of the attendees was attending from Massachusetts. Once again, somebody that probably would never have been able to go to Tech Rodeo without spending hundreds if not thousands of dollars to get there for, for the event in, in Tulare County. So uh, I will say that while I would much rather have been at Tech Rodeo today in person, I. It's been absolutely great uh, for a lot of other reasons in this virtual environment as well. Yeah, you know, and and you know, there's a lot of uh, of ways that we're we're finding to fill the void. I'll say of of the uh, the lunch hour, right? Uh, that you know, at Tech Rodeo, we'd normally go in for the lunch hour, some great barbecue that Cat and Adam bring in, uh, and then chat about things that we've done. There's ways that conferences are meeting that lunch hour, uh, no pun intended, meet um, in, in ways that make it fun and exciting. So like today at Tech Rodeo, at lunch, um, there was a, a, um, a quick tips uh, kind of session. And you were a part of that, Kyle. Can you, can you tell everybody what this quick tips kind of session was for those who stayed around during the lunch hour? Yeah, absolutely. So it was a, a half an hour of the lunch period was an optional aspect to the conference that if you wanted to come onto the Zoom call, there was a handful of educators that shared just a quick two, three minute tip on something that is something that either helps them out on a regular basis in the classroom or maybe some one of those lesser known tools, uh, kind of like our one of our previous episodes where we shared some lesser known tools out there. And uh uh, for example, I shared a quick tip, a couple, three minutes on using Flipgrid shorts to do announcements or provide instructions for students versus just the, the text that you post in Google Classroom or Canvas or Schoology or something like that. But then I heard another educator talk about one tab extension. And then we had another one that was about uh, called the egg timer. Adam Juarez shared about using the Omnibox in Google Chrome as a timer. To, to set for you and your students and whatnot. So there's a bunch of really great little tips that were shared during that time that in a typical regular conference in person, you may have something like that during lunch, but honestly, most people, I don't think they're paying attention during that time when there's those lunch presentations, because well, like you said, at Tech Rodeo every year, they bring in a truck full of uh, grilled tri-tip and we're just all stuffing our faces with tri-tip during that time. 
And the last thing we want to do is hear more people talk. But, but in this virtual environment, I was able to grab my lunch real quick and sit down. I did, I was one of the first to go. I did my little spiel on Flipgrid shorts and then I turned my camera off and ate my lunch while listening to the other ones that were coming through. No, and, and, and things like that, little, little, you know, tech bites during lunch are, are, are neat to be able to participate in at a conference. And, and if you don't want to, you can just, you know, step away from your computer and come back when you need to. Um, so I want to really talk about things like that. What, what have you seen at other conferences, Kyle, that, that they're doing to create that community building that you would normally create in the hallway or during lunch or after the fact? Have you seen any conference that says doing something a little bit different or, or innovative to bring people together? Well, I know that there's been sessions at other conferences that aren't necessarily education related. Like I know with Fall Q, we did the sessions where people recorded little webinars about like hobbies or something like that. I myself recorded one on beer tasting. Uh, that was a Fall Q. It was a session that I didn't have to run the session because it was literally a half hour video that I sent to Q ahead of time. And then it was posted to the the event website. So I'm starting to see things like that, where more like some type self-care like sessions, quote unquote, or webinars that are provided. Um, I've seen different events do things like a karaoke or a happy hour later on in the day after the fact that people can attend, uh, like maybe like a game session kind of deal, like a trivia or something like that. So there's, there's different things that the virtual conference is trying to kind of spice it up and make it more fun for people rather than just sitting in front of a computer. But, and while a lot of conferences I've been to have had things like that before, like there was always karaoke night at spring Q. Um, and then there's the Q hike the one morning, there's always events that are like that. But I think that now it's almost going to be essential for conference planners to be able to do stuff like that when we can do these things in person again. And also I think it's going to have to be an option where, there is, maybe it's the same price, maybe it's a different pricing structure, I don't know, but where you almost have to have the option for people to attend face-to-face -face or attend it virtually. Because again, you could have Tech Rodeo where 150 people show up face-to-face, -face. you could have another 150 attending it virtually as well. So I think that this is this whole situation, as tragic as it has been for the last nearly year now uh, with COVID-19, it's really opened up a lot of creative ways to bring content to people in professional development. Yeah, you know, speaking of that, you know, I was I, I was gonna segue into the future of conferences when when things do go back uh, to to more face to face, right? And and I think hybrid is the answer. I think exactly what you said, Kyle, is the answer uh, where you have the option um, to either attend physically or attend virtually. Now. No, coming in from the conference planning side, that would be a logistical nightmare <laughs> to, to get every session at a conference also be streaming live at the right time to a virtual audience. But what I could imagine is this, like when you're, when you're sending out a call for presenters, you ask them, would you like to present virtually or would you like to present face-to-face? And those who are presenting face-to-face -face get scheduled at the face-to-face -face conference. Those who want to present virtually get scheduled on the virtual conference. And then uh, you have like one or two selected rooms at the event site. That is, that is the hybrid room, meaning they're also presenting to the, uh, the uh, virtual people. 
but they're not getting all of the face-to-face. So that way you have a little bit of, I'm still attending, but I can do it from my home, but you're not getting everything. So that was some of my thoughts. Uh, What about you, Kyle? When you think of a hybrid event, what would be your vision in putting something like that on? You know, I could definitely see kind of like what you're talking about, having the separate, the virtual, the face-to-face ones, but then that hybrid where, I mean, the technology is available out there where you could have a screen that is being shared via Zoom, but then the microphone that's hooked up is hooked up to like a wireless headset or something like that. So, because when I present, I'm moving about the room and I'm flipping my hands all over the place and doing all sorts of stuff. And I'm not gonna be able to sit just in front of my screen to be able to give people the true uh, experience if they're doing it virtually. So I'm gonna need to have that microphone that's going directly into the computer. So having like a Bluetooth mic connected to the computer to where that screen can be shared with any sort of presentation slides or whatnot, and then people can still hear me talk while I'm presenting. So are they going to get necessarily the full experience by seeing me? No, they're not going to be able to get that because I'm gonna be moving about the room or whatnot. I mean, ultimately, could you have a camera set up in a handful of those rooms to be able to do that you could but um it's one of those things you don't want to bite off more than you can chew in the start so it's almost something where the the first time that we're able to do face-to-face maybe we just start with the face-to-face sessions and the virtual sessions maybe you start with that and then incorporate the hybrid ones into future events so but it's definitely something that again this this whole pandemic has allowed us to think outside the box more and I know some people are going to hate this word, but pivot into something a little bit different. Well, you know, we, we are, we, we are conference fanatics. We've gone to conferences, you know, we've gone to, you know, Q's and ISTEs and CLS. We've gone to multiple conferences uh, and we've seen how they are face-to-face and we see how they are virtually. Um, but I would like to bring in uh, one of our audience members today. Uh, remember, we are recording this live at Tech Rodeo and we do have an audience today. And so if she's willing to, Jennifer, I, I would love to hear your thoughts on this virtual conference. How did you feel? Did, did you feel like you, 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 you got a good amount of information? Um, how was it different than a face-to-face? I would love to hear your pros and cons about a virtual conference and maybe even some ideas you have to make a hybrid event, uh, a special event. Yeah, uh, if I'm being upfront, I've been attending a lot of conferences and I have the unique position of being a first year teacher uh, during this special time. So um, I've never had the opportunity to go to an in-person conference, but I will say that um, today was really great. I I liked the fact that um, they took into consideration having that couple minutes to transition Uh, A lot of virtual conferences don't think about that and they literally schedule it back to back and I am trying to go to every session, but you get fatigued and you're already going to get so much information that it was really great that they had that couple minutes I really appreciated they took the time to think about that um, in the scheduling today but um, the lunch share was really nice. Um, I went to fall queue and probably one of my favorite sessions was a session about empowering women in technology. And it was more of just a meet and greet, a chance for women in, 
in education and technology to just have some conversations. And we were using Poll Everywhere, which is a nice tool, and, and just kind of seeing what we were all feeling about being in this environment. And it was really great. And I was connecting with women that were across the country or three states away. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if it weren't for these awesome you know, virtual opportunities to be at these conferences. So I, I definitely am getting a lot out of these, these opportunities. Now, Jennifer, you mentioned oh, ahead, that Kyle. you are a first year teacher in all of this. So, yeah. I mean, well, first of all, that is, um, I can't imagine what it'd be like to be a first year teacher in the middle of a pandemic because being a first year teacher was hard enough as it was. So, but you also mentioned though that you've been doing a lot of these events. So um, are, are you, uh, did you come straight from school into being a first year teacher or did you work in another field prior to this? So tell us a little bit more about you and introduce yourself to our listeners. Sure, sure. So um, I most recently was living in Tucson. I moved to Las Vegas uh, specifically to do a, an ARL program, um, an accelerated program to become a teacher. And I actually came from the world of business. I had 15 years in call center environment, um, working uh, in training management, but also just working as a representative in that environment. And that made me uh, apparently uniquely skilled um, at handling distance because I have spent my most of my professional life on the phone in sales, which means in a lot of ways, keeping people interested for long enough to have a conversation, which uh, there's a lot of overlap between that and education, <laughs> at least right now. <laughs> And you were doing that over the phone, right? So, so yeah. the, the the added component of of a visual, mm -hmm. right? Th that probably gives you an even another leg up in connecting with students. Now, Jennifer, were you one of those teachers who were putting stickers on their faces to try to get those the kids uh, <laughs> to pay attention to you? Oh, we do lots of fun things. To we do the the joke seances. Bobby, are you with us? Are you with <laughs> us? Are you there? You know, anything you can do to try to get them to just connect. And it has been really challenging because um, obviously. I wanted to do a little bit more relationship building. I saw teaching as something where there would be a lot more relationships. And honestly, it's, it's been a little bit limited because you know we, we don't have a lunchroom environment where I can connect with other adults that I'm, I'm teaching with. Luckily, two other individuals from my program by happenstance ended up at the same high school that I'm teaching at. And so we have our lunch sessions almost every day of the week. We get in a Google meet together just so that we can see other adults and just connect. And, and that's, it's been just, honestly, it's been what helps keep me through uh, with all the stress that comes with this unique situation. That was one of my favorite parts of today was being able to see other adults. So, yeah, I mean, there's the joke that, you know, kids aren't turning on their cameras. Well, it's not a joke. It's, it's for real. Like you literally are teaching to icons most days. And some students haven't even like uploaded a, an image for their icon. So it's literally just like a circle with their first initial in the middle of the icon or something like that. So between today with Tech Rodeo and then I also did a presentation uh, for Q with the East Whittier City School District uh, down by Los Angeles yesterday and having people come in and cameras on and unmuting and asking questions and providing commentary and whatnot. It was so refreshing. I mean, again, I would have loved to have done that in person, but uh, obviously it's not safe to do that right now, but it was something that I, I always love presenting anyway, and I'm starting to get used to this online format of doing it. 
but that was something that I, I really needed that right now, just because I don't get a lot of human contact whatsoever. And it's just, it was just really nice to be able to have that these last two days. You know, there's a lot of the, uh, the Bueller, Bueller, like going through your head a lot of times when you're presenting and, and, you know, the, the joke is, you know, how, how many, how many Mississippis do you have to say before you move on after you've asked if there, are there any questions, right? Because a lot of times when you're presenting, you go, okay, I'm going to pause right there. Anybody have any questions at all? I'd love to answer them. I'd love to hear them. And then you just, just crickets. So like one Mississippi, two Mississippi. Okay. Now we're moving on everybody. Right. So you're absolutely right. When, when you, when you um, don't have that eye contact and you don't have, you know, people coming in and, and, and communicating that could kind of make you feel a little downtrodden. But I have found that a lot of educators are just taking it in, right? They're sitting, they're watching, they're listening, they're taking notes, they're grabbing links. They are participating, but they're just taking it in. And I, I had to realize that, uh, you know, a, a couple months into this and realize, uh, you know, everybody learns differently, right? Everybody communicates differently. Some people love to communicate through the chat. Some people love to, to actually unmute their microphones and talk. And we just have to be willing as educators, as presenters, uh, to uh, be willing to um, let students and participants um, communicate in the modality that they deem best for them. Uh, and, and I think we have to take that from the classroom to the conference setting and vice versa um, through that. And Jennifer, I loved when you said, when you talked about relationship building, because I think a lot of teachers think they have to like, once everybody's in the zoom or the Google meet, they have to get started. I only have this finite time with them. I got to get started, but I think we got to slow down and create that 15 minute of relationship time at the beginning, whether it's a fun game, uh, a game of amongst among us, uh, a, a, a you know, some other game, like, like Jeffrey, some fun game. That's not content related just to build that community within the classroom. Because I find when you build community cameras, start getting turned on, right? And we need to make sure we find ways to do that. Jennifer, could you tell me some of the ways that maybe in your classroom, your building community in, in some way, shape or form, or in all these virtual conferences that you're going to, uh, is there some way that the conferences are kind of building that community with some other kind of different get together or, or um, community building uh, sessions? Yeah, it's actually funny that you mentioned that because one of the sessions that I attended today was really about building classroom and campus culture and uh, Brent's session. And I got a lot out of it because there were a couple things that I've kind of thought about doing and I've said, oh, that's too silly. That's too weird. But the reality is, is that right now the kids need that. The kids need you to be a little bit silly, to be a little bit, you got to put yourself out there and, um, and and be excited and then they get excited. Um, I had the privilege of, you know, I guess I didn't really realize how much the little things that I do, like asking them how they're doing every day. Not a lot of teachers do that. They kind of turn it on and then they just go right into it. Take a second. How is everybody doing? What did you do over the long weekend? And then let them talk about it. You know, let them chat in the chat box about the video games that they're playing. Oh, I played video games. Oh, which ones? What are you playing? A little bit of something just so that they feel like they're getting some human interaction. But um, a lot of that was the type of things that Brent reiterated in his session today. Um, but I will say there's so much great technology. We are in a time where 
so many, there's so many options. And I really have gone in full with Pear Deck and Nearpod because they have ways for the kids to, to get involved and, and type up their ideas. And they really like the collaborate board, you know, they like to be able to type it. They like that their name's not there, but they want their, their comments there. I'll get them or they'll say, read my comment, read my comment. And that's when you know they're engaged. And Mm. that's awesome that we have that kind of technology to do that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you could teach in this environment without a Pear Deck or a Nearpod. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you need that instant, uh, instant form of communication to be like, do you understand the words coming out of my mouth, right? And and knowing that they actually have to uh, answer a, a free response or draw me a question, they have to do it. Otherwise, you're like, hey, Sebastian, I, I see you're not doing anything. You're not answering, right? You you can get that rather than just saying, hey, does anybody have the answer to this? And only like two people raised their hand. So I agree with you 100%. And Nearpod is actually coming out with a brand new library. I, I've, been, I've been sworn to secrecy. But uh, this week, look in your, in your library. There's a brand new library for things that we're exactly talking about right now. Now, Kyle. When, yes, Joe. When, we, when, when you were talking about different things that you can do at conferences, you mentioned the, the beer tasting um, uh, uh, session that you did for fall Q. Um, I loved the, um, uh, from Jedediah Butler, he was crocheting, uh, a, a, a beanie and I, I didn't learn how to crochet from him, but the calm demeanor that he was talking really put me at ease. If we were to put on a conference, um, what other, sessions like that, calming sessions, would you be interested in seeing to kind of take a brain break from the sessions and just, you know, do something to kind of, you know, just calm yourself and learn something new? Well, you know, I, music's a big part of my life. I absolutely love music. And while I tend to listen to more of your heavy rock and punk and ska and whatnot, I do enjoy a good acoustic guitar and and that kind of thing every now and then. And some something that would be considered country from before, not, not country. Now that that's pop radio with people wearing cowboy hats, in my opinion. So, but I think it'd be really cool that either in the virtual environment or back in face to face, you put out a call to people that are musicians and allow them to just kind of either play a little bit and then almost like a mini concert of people that'd be willing to play a little bit or, what would be really cool is that if you got people to come together where, hey, I play guitar. Well, I play bass. I play drums. And then people come together and just jam because musicians, uh, especially good musicians, can get together. And it's like, oh, I've never met these people, but you know what? We all know enough about music. Let's just jam a little bit. And I think it'd be really cool to see, like, especially once we got back face to face, where a group of people got together and just jammed and then people could just sit back and you know, enjoy some time with others and listen to some, uh, some people that are your colleagues really jamming out and uh, playing some music, something like that. And then I think another one that'd be a lot of fun would be if you're in a, an area uh, for a conference where there's like a local park where there's a softball field or something like that, either putting together like just kind of like a pickup softball game or a pickup kickball game or something like that, where people could sign up for the session. And then, I mean, if a lot of people, uh, maybe there's a park that's got four of them and like, you can just 
kind of get together like and just play kickball or softball for an evening or something like that. So the so getting outside, I think, is something that really needs to be incorporated into future uh, conferences and endeavors, especially those bigger ones. Um, you know, and then kind of piggybacking off of the the beer tasting one that I did for Fall Q as a webinar. What you and I have talked about this, and I've talked about this with others, that when we can go face to face again, uh, making it um, a session almost where we kind of collaborate with a local brewery or or something like that, and where people can sign up and come, and then we all get together, and you know, I, I basically would run a session on beer tasting at a brewery or something yeah. like that. So I just, you know, again, these conferences, you know, you go to them and schools send their teachers to them for the educational professional uh, development aspect to it. But there's so much more to education and being an educator than just learning about how to use Google Keep or why Nearpod and Pear Deck are such great tools pedagogically and whatnot. There's, there's that self-care piece that we've become acutely aware of during this pandemic. And I just feel that by exposing people at conferences virtually or in person to more aspects of self-care, I think that's going to make people better educators as well. No, I, I think so. And and then exposing them to um, different skills they, they didn't even know they liked. I, I know one of, one of our Sons of Technology members, David Platt, he does a lot of woodworking. He builds things, right? Carpentry, that kind of stuff. And I was like, you need to show people how to make, you know, one of those hinge joints or a dovetail. I mean, people would love to know how to do that stuff. Um, you know, when over over the summer, when we would host Zumba cues, right, being able to all sit outside and chat with one another while we're all barbecuing and 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 having a a beverage, that was calming and 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 fun. So um, those are the things. I think you're absolutely right. Those are the things that bring us together. You know, the chatting while doing something. I mean, there's something to say with that. And I will say this, you know, for spring Q, because spring Q is, 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 you know, one of the largest conferences for education technology in California, you know, we Q has to do something big to build that community. Um, So I'm going to, I'm going to say a few things that, that we have in the works, right? So we are planning on a live karaoke night. Um, You know, so we're, so we're, we're, we're really excited about that. Um, we, we are doing an esports tournament. Um, so leading up to spring Q, we are doing a, a, a two on two, um, rocket league tournament open for anybody. It's free open for anybody who is, who is uh, going to spring Q. And, and the reason that's important is because rocket league is free on all major platforms. Um, and, um, all you, all you need is access to the internet to be able to play online. So it's going to be a two on two. So that's going to be fun. Uh, and, and we are asking teachers, hey, if you don't have another partner, ask your daughter, ask your son. I'm sure they know how to play Rocket League. It'll, it'll give you a, 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 a leg up in the, in the competition. Um, and uh, Ed Campos always does a really great job with his midnight pedagogy uh, when they do that silent disco night. Kind of what you're saying. It's like four or five different rooms of different kind of music. And you join the room you want to listen to and you rock out with people liking that music. So that's also fun. So there's lots and lots and lots of things planned to build that community. Um, but you know what? Nothing replaces face to face to face. Nothing does. And, and we understand, you know, we, we all do. And we all want to get back uh, in each other's, you know, uh, graces and faces. And, and uh, you know, w- when, when that day comes, Kyle, we're going to cheers and we're going to high five. We're going to hug. And we're going to say, thank, thank goodness we're back to this. But 
but conferences conferences cannot return to the status quo and you must incorporate a virtual component because you get to bring in a larger audience and also presenters who may not have the ability to travel across the nation to present there in person, giving them a platform to present as well. Um, Kyle, any, any final words on this? Because it's really important because a lot of people right now are virtual conference tired, right? Because everybody can do it and a lot of them are happening, which is good because there's lots of variety but they're virtual conference tired. Any final words to people about virtual conferences and the future of conferences in general? Well, Joe, you mentioned before I get into that about how you, we're gonna get together at some point, we're gonna hug, we're gonna high five and, and cheers and all that. I'm, I'm getting to the point where I need some Joe time where I'm half tempted to make you meet me halfway at Tehachapi Summit and uh, we'll uh, stand six feet apart or sit in our cars away from each other after a three hour drive just so we can see each other at this point. That's how, that's how much I need human interaction at this point that I'm willing to drive three hours to meet you halfway for that. <laughs> so, but um, you know, going back to with, with the conferences and everything. So, I mean, for those listening, if you haven't done the virtual conference, you know, definitely give it a chance. I gotta say, I was skeptical at first. So, uh, but looking back on it now, I actually wrote about this in a blog post uh, uh, that I wrote that's kind of tie up 2020, um, wh where in the beginning with the virtual, like my mindset was partly that it, it can't be as good as an in-person conference. But at the time, I was just so burnt out from crisis teaching where I didn't have any motivation for the professional development. Uh, but now as, as we're deeper into this and I'm starting to realize the value of the virtual conference, I can't, I can't give enough accolades to the groups that have put on the different virtual events that I've uh, been a part of at this point. So if, you, if you're still kind of skeptical about it, definitely give it a shot. And, you know, and Jennifer here that was so uh, willing to come on and share her thoughts and everything. Uh, first, your teacher trying to learn all she can about about the profession I mean, had no choice, but I mean, just seeing what she's getting out of it really makes my heart happy. And uh, I just, I can't wait till we're face to face again. I mean, we've said that now we're sounding like a broken record at this point, but you know, until it's safe to do so, th this is a great alternative. It is. And, and, you know, in, in, in closing, we want to say this back in March when schools were shutting down, like dominoes, we thought it was going to be back to normal by the end of Easter break. Then we toughed it out to the end of the school year. And we for sure thought we'd be back for the 2021 school year. And it just, the goal, the goal posts keep moving. But I want to say, while the goal posts may be moving farther and farther away, you my dear educators, are racing towards it. You are defending tackles. You are hurtling over those defenders. You are carrying that ball to the goal. And you are continually working to be better, not just for yourselves, but for your students. And you are learning new things that you're going to take back to your classroom that is going to transform the way you interact and engage your students. So while you may be tired, your legs may be tired. They may feel like they're going to be given out. Keep running. Keep fighting. Keep playing the game. 
because soon enough you'll reach the end zone and we're going to spike that ball and celebrate together. So we just want to say from the sons of technology, thank you so much for not giving up on the most important profession in the history of the world. And that's education. And thank you so much for doing all that you can for the most important people in the world. And that's our young students who will grow up to be amazing citizens. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of this broadcast. And thank you so much for everything you do. And don't forget, keep ditching that fear, keep on innovating, but above all, keep on teaching. Thanks so much. Have yourself a wonderful day.